Hey everyone, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. This week in our marriage series, we talk about your history. All right, everybody. So we're talking about this idea of your history, the history that you bring into the relationship. And we want to narrow this down because we're going to spend two weeks on it. Uh, this week, we're really going to talk about your relational history, mm-hmm. like what you have taken from past relationships, um, how they've affected you, how they affect your marriage, how they come into play. Um, and so we're going to dive into this and just kind of understand this. Every relationship that you have had changes you. Like, it affects you. It has an, uh, an effect, an expectation. Remember, last week we talked about expectations, and as we said, we're going to say that word over and over again, and a lot of the things we're going to continue to talk about are how they plant an expectation in you. And histories can have both positives and negatives. You can learn good things. You can learn bad things. And one of the things we really want to emphasize, uh, because I see this a lot. Like, I see this a lot in relationships, especially like dating early relationships, is a lot of times people do don't want to talk about their history because they don't want to like hurt the other person, right? right? Scare the other person away or right. Yeah. And so one thing we want to get right out of the gate, and we'll end with this a little bit too, is number one, you want to be open and honest about your history. You you want to be open and honest about people you've dated, what went wrong. Like like you want to be able to talk about that because if you don't, if you live in denial about it, and also, let me say this. If you're listening and you don't have a history, like you, the, the person you're dating is the person you're married and that's the first person ever, understand you do have a history mm-hmm. and it does affect you. So don't, don't think just because you haven't dated, you're not bringing into it relational history because there are div- other relationships in life that can affect the projection you have on the person you're marrying and on your expectation of marriage. I mean, you you look at your own parents, right? Their yep. relationship that they had, that's that's history that you can bring in, expectations like we talked about that yeah. you can bring yeah. in. And if we're not careful, I love what you said there about being upfront and honest because we know, all know the old adage that history repeats itself. Yeah. And so if we're not careful, if we're not upfront to go, hey, these are things that we need to look out for, I need to let you know this about me or my history, and and we need to maybe work through some things. If we're not careful will fall back into those same things. Right. And then so and and we're going to actually we're going to spend an entire our next podcast we're going to talk about history again. But we're only going to talk about family history because mm. that one has such a major effect on what happens when two people get married and they come together. But right now we're talking about outside of the family unit. Let's look at your history of relationships. And once again, if you're sitting there and you're going, "Well, I have I haven't I haven't been involved with anybody else." Then you can really look at close friendship relationships. Mm-hmm. Especially if they've been with with the opposite sex and and you're getting married, like you have certain projections and expectations, and you formed habits that are going to affect your marriage and affect how you come into it and the expectations. And so we look at history. We look at three things. We look at habits that have been formed. We look at expectations that have been established, and then it gets a little heavy because we look at painful things or or scars or wounds that we picked up from those relationships. Mm-hmm. And let me say this before we get too deep into each one of those. You have to understand that when you're talking about marriage or any relationship, there are different phases. I know, phase, bad word. Don't say that right now. <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's 2021. We haven't used that yeah, Anyway, okay. Past that. So anyway, like there are different stages, we'll say, of a relationship, and they change over time. 
So your history that you're bringing in and that your spouse is bringing into the relationship plays out differently, has different effects depending on different stages of marriage. And I'll give you one that, that happens all the time right off the bat is, is I'll get in conversations with a couple that had an inappropriate physical relationship, but then they got married and they kind of have this, 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 this kind of mindset of like, oh, well, it's all good now. It's like shotgun wedding theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like, oh, oh, everything's fixed. There's no consequences. Yeah. One of the stages where that gets blown up is when that couple has kids, those kids become teenagers, and then they ask about the relationship. Yeah. Right? Because all of a sudden, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Now has affected your family unit and your parenting. Yeah. And I'll, and that one's one, that's one we can go, go way, way further in. And, and we could spend an entire podcast, but we are very well aware... Uh, we kind of need to keep this PG yeah. because it is just up on yeah. the website and then we yeah. can download it. But do understand this. Um, when it comes to crossing that line, even if it's with the person you married, the effects of that, oftentimes you don't realize the effects that it's having. And they happen years, maybe even decades yeah. later. Yeah, I think we were so quick to go, man, I dodged that consequence because parents didn't catch whatever that was, you know, or, you know, we didn't get found out. Right. However, those consequences, you might have avoided in that moment, but those consequences have a way of finding us at some some point in our lives. And so yeah. I think that's, to your point, whether that's children asking us later on down yep. the road or whatever that may be, um, it's always best to be open and honest. One, it's always best to, to follow God's example right. <laughs> of relationships. Oh, right. yeah, I think absolutely. that keeps us out of trouble, obviously. Yep. Uh, but when we when we don't, when we're fleshly, when we fall, then we have a responsibility to be, you know, an accountability to our partner to go, hey, I need to be honest. Here's here's my history and, and be straightforward with it um, because I, I do think consequences have a way of, of approaching is, us. So this is kind of a side note. You want to know one of the most disruptive questions I used to ask students? When I, when I was a youth pastor, and now I'll ask it to adults, like like when they want to, when they want to have a friend, and then they want to change it to, oh, we're official, we're dating. Like a decade ago, it was like Facebook official, yeah. right? Like yeah. like, hey, we we want to name our relationship. I would ask them this question, and I would say, okay, I want you to define the difference between really good friends that hang out and dating. Now you tell me relationally what changes. And here's what would happen. Okay, here's what would happen every time. And I'm sitting there, like, just kind of, kind of, and kind of uh, uh, youth pastor asking a devious question. <laughs> and I'd sit there and I'd wait. And they go, um, uh, well, people know. And I said, I said, and then I'd be like, so the only thing you can think of is the physical stuff, right? <laughs> like hold hands, sit beside each other in a movie, hold hands, hug, kiss. Yeah. I'm like, well, uh, but no, it's just like it tells people. And I'm like, all right, I get that, I get that, but it's really just the physical side, right? Like you saying dating gives you permission to like kiss. And all of a sudden you'd see their brains kind of like get racked a little bit because all of a sudden the youth pastor's sitting there. But I mean, I really did, especially for like younger people, I wanted to make that, that understanding of like, hey, you got you to gotta draw a line and protect your future, yeah. Yeah. which was really hard to explain to somebody who's, you know, 16 that, hey, 16 years from now, if you cross a line, it's going to have an effect you have to deal with. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that. But as we talk through this, we're not just talking about that physical element. Because once again, 11 years as a youth pastor, I could go on and on about that one forever. And But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. But what we want to talk about, let's start with the habits. Because every relationship has like rhythms and habits that get established that then 
you bring into other relationships. So if you look at that on like a best friend type of mode, like let's let's pair it way down simply. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a best friend in high school that I hung out with that we're still like we still like randomly text each other. We live in completely different towns, but we still connect because we had such a good friendship. And so we had a rhythm of like, hey, we would hang out. And I remember we'd do this thing where it's like, hey, on Fridays, <clears throat> we would sit on his back porch. We would hang out and we would just like talk, like have deep, deep conversation. <clears throat> well, then we went to different colleges and I started to form other relationships. And I found myself looking for that same rhythm mm. and that same expectation. And what it created in me was like, hey, man, if somebody's not going to sit down and dive deep with me. And, yeah. I, and, and honestly, what we were doing is... Um, it's kind of funny. We we're reading through my most through his highest, mm-hmm. and we were just like we we'll read through that together. I know this is like super pastor holier than thou thing, but it's a great book. But, yeah, but I was like reading through that, and what it created was like if that was a checkbox that I would project yeah. onto other close friends, because I was like, oh yeah, like that's how we used to be friends. Well, when you do that within a marriage relationship and a dating relationship, all of a sudden what it does is it draws a unfair expectation box. Yeah. You know, and that's a good thing. That's something you want to have, but you have to give yourself permission to be able to figure out what that looks like for this relationship. Yeah, I think even in that best friend example, you can't, if you had a a middle or high school best friend and you guys did things a certain way, you go off to college or you have an adult best friend, you you can't expect that person to act in the same way that this this younger stage of life yeah. best friend did. You have to get to know that person. Right. You have to adjust and change. And I, I think absolutely, even in the context of our marriages and our, our you know, relationships with, with the opposite sex, is that we cannot project what what something else was. We have to be aware of that history. We have to know that I can't... We, we talked about expectations. I can't put certain expectations on another person because they're not the previous person or they're not someone else. They're they're their own person. And so I think as we continue to walk into relationships, if we aren't aware of our history yep. and how that has shaped us, then we do project upon that other person. We do try to put unfair expectations. We do try to make a relationship go a certain way. Yeah. But if we're aware of our history and we're upfront with our history, yep. then we can kind of work that out together to go, Okay, this is what you're bringing to the table from your past. This is what I'm bringing to the table from my past. What works? Like, yeah. cause, you know, we talked about ha- habits, expectations. We can have good habits and we can have bad habits. Absolutely. We can have good yep. expectations and we can have bad expectations. We talked about pain. That's generally a, a bad thing or, right. or a negative thing. However, we can learn what not to do from our pain. And so we can we can bring all that stuff in if we have a good, uh, you know, just a good account of what our history is, and we're honest with that as we step into relationships. Yeah, and we move into the the conversation about the pain you bring from past relationships. Um, that one gets interesting because, I mean, that's something I think every relationship experiences. Like even if you have two people that once again did did it perfect, right mm-hmm. by by the by the earthly checkbox, mm-hmm. like they dated one person, there was nothing that they none of the big things they crossed the line on, and right. then they got married. They're still aspects that they bring into that and like i think one of them that 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 comes to mind that i see often is like there is um like once again i'm from a we're from a small town we live mm-hmm. here like mm-hmm. small area mm-hmm. there are places and locations that you used to go with a previous relationship right. that are now off limits right right because right? it just reminds you of dot 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 right. and you haven't processed it you haven't dealt with it 
And so you don't have permission to rewrite it. And that's a small thing, right? Like that's one of those smaller aspects. But then there's times where like your conversational rhythm or like what we're going to talk about in a few weeks, how do you argue? Mm-hmm. Like that's one of those places where past relationships, past friendships, the way your family did it, and we'll get into that, get into a place where you have a habit of how you have a heated discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And you bring that in, but you also have a memory of how heated discussions have gone with someone who's been in this relational position before. Yep. And all of a sudden, you can get overly amped up and overly assume what this person means when they say this unfairly that just adds fuel to the fire. You can approach that situation already at a level 10 when it needs to be a level 2. Right. I mean, like, you know, so, I mean, like, let's, let's talk about, like, when historically you had someone who cheated on you, mm-hmm. right? Well, all of a sudden, based on how you found out that information in your new relationship, you will unfairly, if there starts to be a pattern that looks that way, like maybe it was like, oh, they had to work late, right? Well, what if your spouse has a couple of weeks, they have to work late, or they're meeting a friend here? Well, all of a sudden, that puts you in a state of panic, right? Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you're going, oh, no, is this happening again? And a lot of times what will happen in that situation is you'll just, you'll handle it the same way. It's like, no, I don't want to address it. No, I don't want to address it. No, I don't want to address it. Instead of just going to that person and saying, so, because of this past relationship, I just need you to affirm this. Yeah. And I just need to be honest and open. And so instead what happens is it comes out with all the emotion, right? Yeah. And then you have this major disruption to where all of a sudden that person walks into the house and you're throwing daggers at them. Not literally, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, you know, <laughs> that'd be like, where have you been? Where'd you get those right? daggers? No, anyway. But I mean, like, like you're attacking them at that point because of your history that yeah. you brought into it. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, you kind of mentioned the, the folks that, that maybe have had one relationship and, and I, and I'm, I'm in that boat where really my only serious relationship was ended up being the person that I ended up marrying. And, and when I think about relational history, you know, I don't have a, a long, rich history of, of experiences to draw from. Um, because really it was a film one person and that's who I ended up marrying. However, I think, and and maybe I'm wrong here. You can, you can, we can kind of process this. That relational history, I wonder, can that be, can we fabricate that? So meaning, I don't have other ladies in my life, you know, like relationships that I have. Right. Like, yep. oh, I took this from this person, this person, this right. person, now and now with my spouse. So it was, it's really just my spouse. We got to know each other. We grew in our relationship. We got married. However, I think I, there are, there's a history that I can fabricate, meaning yep. absolutely based on, again, what, we're, what we will talk about, our family uh, our friends, movies, like, you know what I mean? I think we can kind yep. of build and fabricate our own kind of expectations and, and habits to go, well, this is what, you know, at, at age 10, this is what I thought or my relationship was going to look like right. at age yep. uh, 18. This is what I thought my relationship was going to look like at age 20. This is what, and so like I'm building and kind of putting yeah, you're, I mean, parameters you're pro- around that. You're projecting, but also I'd say this, like just cause you didn't have the labeled relationship. Yeah. You had flirtatious ones. Sure. Right, yeah. like you, you had the ones where there was, the 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 dating fires were fueled. We'll right, say, right, right. And what you did is you developed that early habit of how you're gonna dance around that. And so whether you had it labeled or not, mm-hmm. and all, once again, you can't absolutely fabricate from other sources. I'll also say this, like, it. 
my opinion, okay, and once again, I'm not in the same situation Justin's in, but I'm a little bit jealous of his situation because it feels like there's a cleaner slate. Even though I know he's bringing a lot into it, it's like you and and Jessica are getting to write Mm -hmm. your entire relational history, and it's with each other. Like, there's not, and and I'll say this reflect, there's not baggage you're bringing in, right? Yeah. But, well, there's not not the same, you know what I mean? But there's things you still have to be aware of. But I think when when I sit here and process through this and, and, and try to look at that type of history versus this one, like you've still formed some habits. Like sure. you've formed those expectations. Yeah. And like I said, we'll really dive into the history uh, the history on the family side next week. But as we kind of wrap this up and we go, okay, so I'm sitting here, we're talking about history. Um, you might be in a situation where you go, on, me and my spouse have agreed, we do not talk about it. <laughs> right. Which I will say this. There might be situations where you need to have permission with each other for this phase that, like, you're not there yet. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I do think that's okay. I'm not saying go home and relive super scarring history yeah. tonight. Yeah. Like, like I'm saying, like, you prayerfully... And, and another thing I'll say is this. There always seems to be this, like, um, this stiff arm to seeking Christian counseling. But if you have a good Christian counselor... Like, here's what happens. Like, let me explain counseling to you. Counseling, like, I recommend that often, especially when I encounter somebody who's walking through something in life I haven't encountered or that is beyond my understanding. A good Christian counselor just helps you process faster. Yeah. Because they can tell you the one plus one equals two of, okay, people go through this and they experience this, 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 and this, and you need to acknowledge this, and here are some steps and some exercises. And so, one, like, drop the ego if you have some heavy scarring and find a, a, I'll say this, a quality Christian counselor. Not everybody who says I'm a Christian counselor is a Christian counselor, but you want to find somebody, ask your pastor who you trust that's going to help you get there quicker. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'll also say this, when we dive in and we talk about this, like understand this about history, and this goes with any history, but it applies the same when you're talking about the Christian faith, your walk, your life before Christ, mistakes you've made. Number one, understand this. You can't change history. Mm-hmm. And go, it's, it's history. It's history. You can't change it. And I think a lot of times I'll get hung up on the, oh, I wish I just would have, right? Mm-hmm. And then I get yeah. frustrated at myself, which is a frustration point. And when you get frustrated, you take it out on the ones you love the most, mm-hmm. i.e. you start an argument with your spouse. But you can't change it. And if it's a negative history, God has forgiven you for that. And you need to forgive yourself. Like, you absolutely need to forgive yourself and understand this This is something that happened. I'm not proud of it, but God has forgiven me any wrong that I did in that because I trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's where we've got to acknowledge that. The other thing is this. Don't deny that you still have to process and deal with it. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing. I think we hear a lot of times, well, Christ has forgiven us that, and then we go, okay, now I can forget about it and know that it hasn't affected me. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, we have to process process and deal with our history, but our spouse has to process and deal Absolutely. with our history, too. And so there's been a, we've, we've talked a lot, and I think a lot of it maybe assumes that you guys are, are coming to the table both with history, and, and we, we outline that we, we all have history, but maybe you're in a situation where it's one spouse, you're the first relationship that they've had, but the other spouse, you've had multiple other relationships with, with lots more history. And so I think one of the things that, that's why it's so critical for us to talk about, acknowledge, and understand our history and allow our spouse to do the same thing is 
is if I come to the table with, you know, several relationships in my past yep. and my spouse is, I'm their first relationship, really. I've had years to deal with my history, to think about my history, to process my history, to get comfortable yeah. with it or whatever. My spouse, they're, they may be new to that, especially if it's a new relationship. I'm bringing all that with me. So we need to allow them the time to kind of process and handle right. and, and understand that as we process and handle that. Yeah. And I also think like in situations where, um, and this is one that, that's happened a few times, I think things probably often is what happens is because you go through another stage of your relationship, all of a sudden you feel the need to tell your spouse about something that happened a way long time ago they didn't know about. And you tell them that. Or in situations where like like somebody's been unfaithful and and couples are recovering from that, you need to give your spouse permission to ask affirming questions. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing I'll do is I'll be like, hey, so for the rest of your life, because of this event, you need to understand that at times your spouse is going to need to hear affirmed that you've told them everything and that they love you and whatever whatever else it is. That applies different to the subjects. And you need to understand that's not a negative. Yeah. That's not them questioning yeah. you. Well, that's 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 them being a broken fleshly person right. who the enemy yep. gets into their brain, yep. and they just need that. And you know what? And we've made that commitment in our relationships, for better or worse. Yep. Right. To to go, man. I really I really wish they wouldn't have to affirm this again. But you know what? You've committed, and and, I, and it's not an enabling thing. Yep. I don't think it's just a. It may be a consequence of kind of your history. But it's also just out of out of love and commitment for this relationship to be able to yeah. affirm to them, hey, no, everything's still good, right? And 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 give give them permission to like dive in with you because they have to process as well. Because once again, going back to that commitment conversation, your lives are one. You're walking through this together, mm-hmm. which is an absolute blessing to understand that you don't have to face bad history alone, right? 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 And so we hope as we kind of close this down, this was encouraging you that it inspires you to sit down and. And process prayerfully with God through your history and what you might need to share or open up about and at what timing that needs to happen with your spouse. We hope that this was helpful to you. Once again, we're going to continue to talk through this. Me and Justin don't know everything. We're not experts. We are audibly processing. <laughs> and, and a lot of this is like we go through this and I'm like, oh, I need to have that conversation tonight, right? Yeah. You know? And so we want to encourage you. We thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can email Matt at richfork.com or Justin at richfork.com. Thanks for listening once again, and we'll see you next week.